Good evening, everybody. Uh, what a time it is to be a Gated fan. Wembley coming up and uh, safety assured in the National League. Um, just a, something we all dreamed about at the beginning of the season. We've done it a little bit more comfortable than maybe we thought it might have come down to. But uh, an outstanding run in the last eight weeks has seen Gated get themselves over the line. And over the line with Dork, and it's rare to see two teams celebrating at the end of the game. Uh, but that's the way it happened on Tuesday night. Uh, were you there? If you were, send us your messages in. It was a, I thought it was an entertaining game. It wasn't the, wasn't, it wasn't drab, but you know, we could have done with a couple of goals. Um, but also, as well, uh, we're safe. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, and also, now we can start potentially look at the teams we could be possibly playing next year. Of course, we know Ebbsfleet are up. Uh, it looks like it could be filed from the National League North. And then we look above, it's Rochdale and potentially Hartlepool, but they've got a big game this weekend. But as you can see, uh, we, we, Mickey isn't here. He's at the ladies' game. We have got an update on that. They're playing live at the moment down at Fornaby. Uh, but Davey's here as well. So evening, gents, how are you doing? Oh, fantastic evening, Mark. Evening, David. It's uh, I was dancing on the streets of the Isle of May on Tuesday night. <laughs> Even though Mark was was a bit confused by that chat. But how are you, Mark? Anyway, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, full of busy. Last uh, the last two weeks of of the season is going to be be hectic. Um, I was telling Dave earlier in the in the week that I'm probably going to be late to the commentary for the last game of the season. Um, because I'll be at a Croft Park for the three o'clock kickoff, and then flying it down to the international stadium uh, to uh, to join him. Probably four kickoff, I'd imagine, if not slightly yeah. after. Just done, uh, but it's all right. I'll I'll keep your seat warm for him. Uh, <laughs> but no, no, just obviously, Mark, you've got a lot of things going on. You cover a lot of the northeast non-league football, and there's a lot of teams in the mix. Either well, obviously, Blythe for the relegation battle, but there's teams that could be in the mix to get into the um, Northern Premier League. There's loads going on this weekend. It's 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 the final weekend of the um, what's a British phrase for it? The regular season is what the, the Americans call it, but. That makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so you've got Northern League Division One. Uh, Newton Aircliffe are now going to be in the Northern Premier East. They won the the Northern League last night. Yeah. Um, congratulations to Brian Atkinson and his uh, his side. Uh, unquestionably the the most consistent side in the league this season. Um, however, there is also a playoff. Uh, so the team in second plays against a team from third or fourth bottom in the Northern Premier East or one of their the yeah. leagues step four. Um, and it just so happens this weekend uh, that second-placed Ashington go to third-place Bishop Auckland um, for what is effectively a winner-takes-all tie. Yeah. Uh, in the second division of the Northern League, uh, on the last day of the season on Saturday, the top two play each other. So Borough Rangers, who are currently top, play at home uh, against Horden Co- uh, Community Welfare. So... Um, so it's a big game there, and then as you say, Dave, you've got uh, the the situation we mentioned with Dunstan UTS, who can get into the playoffs if they win, and one of the three teams above them loses. Uh, one of those three teams is Heaven, which is where I am on Saturday uh, for their game against Cleethorpes. Uh, Mask should be saved probably by the time we finish this show, I'd imagine. Uh, they need a win tonight uh, to stay in the Premier Division of the, the Northern Premier League. Morpeth are. Well, they'll be safe as well if Mask beat Nantwich tonight. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously, we know South Shields will be going up into the National League North. And that is where, um, as we were talking about before we started coming on, on air here, uh, Bly Spartans did themselves a big favour on Tuesday. I'm sure that'll go down like a lead balloon. But, uh, uh, yeah, did themselves a big favour with a win at Farsley, oh. um, which has given them a good chance of, of securing their place in the in the National League North. And bizarrely, going into the last uh, day of the season, uh, Spennymore, who've really been sort of riddled with inconsistency throughout the season, still have a chance of getting in the playoffs. Have they uh, really? haven't looked at it. Well, yeah. Spennymore would yeah. take quite an unlikely combination of results. Mm-hmm. Um, there is still a chance there could be another North East team in, uh, in, in the National League next season. Uh, wow. Obviously, if we take it into account, Hartlepool could be in as well. But uh, you know, let's hope <laughs> also, um, I think Spennymore can do by a, a favour because I think they're home to Farsley on the last day. So, yeah, um, I tell you um, what, I, I, that, that North Division next season, it's gonna if Blythe still up there, which well, isn't it nice that we can all sit here and talk about that because, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, oh, because yeah. 
lots of messages coming in. Trina, um, Mickey's phone's died, but it's 3-0 at the moment to um, the ladies down at Fornaby. Uh, Livy Black has got two, and Katie Lemon, I think she opened the scoring. Uh, we've got a mess from Liv, uh, even you all, even from Trina as well. Uh, they are, we've got... We say we're going from sea to sea with this podcast. <laughs> you in the in the North Sea there, and we've got um, Darren in the Irish Sea, uh, Johnny Gray as well, even gents. Lots of them. Keep them coming in like that. Uh, good evening, lads. What a season! Uh, proud of the lads. Well, Mark, uh, I think we we all said at the beginning of the season, if we survive, it it's a massive achievement. The story of the season is a lot more complex than just saying, look at the league table. You know, you've got to look at the way Mike Williamson, Ian Watson, and the rest of the team, the rest of the team don't get enough credit because it's always those two that get mentioned. But, you know, Louis Story, Carl Magny, James Montgomery, Chris Bell, they're all in there. They're all working together. And they've had to overcome some obstacles this season. Okay, some of the transfers weren't great early in the season as well was the um, the injuries. I have to mention Rob Elliott as well because he left him out. Um, <laughs> and I do that despite the fact he battered me for only turning up for big games on Tuesday. So, um, But yeah, um, you, you, I think I wrote a piece probably around this time last year saying that there was going to need to be a togetherness between... Um, you'll have to excuse my dog in the background if you can hear me. My children yeah, I wrote a piece this time last year saying there would have to be togetherness between supporters, club, players, management, everyone, because the battles that were being faced this season, and bear in mind this was before Langstaff and Scott went to North County, those battles were going to be even more difficult without those two, and it would take that togetherness to, um, you know, to keep the club in the division. Now, that was without even thinking about the, the injury crisis, which... And Adam Campbell, uh, I will plug that piece quite early. I've got a piece coming out in the morning with uh, with Adam. Uh, but he made a good point, which was last season, there was maybe two or three serious injuries throughout mm-hmm. the whole season. They, they did get quite lucky, you know, with injuries. Um, this year, he said there's probably been two or three players that haven't had, had bad injuries through the game. So, uh, sorry, through the season. It, it, it's been one of them where... Um, I think what shouldn't be forgotten, and I hope I've got this right, I certainly hope I've got it right because I've just put it in print, but since the turn of the year, Gates had played 24 games in all competitions and only lost four. Yeah. Now, that can be extended to 26 if you take into account the York City game and Gloucester in the mm-hmm. um, in, in the trophy before Christmas. So yeah. that's just an unbelievable run of form. And, you know, at any level of the game, to go that on that sort of run with the injuries, with players coming in, you mentioned the... The recruitment before Christmas, some of it was was questionable. I think even even the management team would maybe hold their hands up and say that. But what I would say to counter that is since Christmas, the recruitment has been impeccable. And everyone who's come in from, you know, Ed Francis, um, Marcus Denanga, everyone's come in and done a great job. And they've really helped this team get over the line. Um I think uh, you know Callum Wheel. I think looks a, an exceptional talent in in midfield, really uh, and and I think it's full credit to the management team for the the job they've done in the second half of the season in particular because the recruitment's been for me it's been faultless. Yeah, I mean uh, you're the we've had a few players sign this season. And you you always get away fans that have either had them before or recently, and they'll they'll slate them. And one of those kind of came to fruition, uh, what I said there. But we, we, we signed, you know, Callum Whelan, Oldham fans, obviously just before the Oldham game. There was a lot of pressure on him um, because they were very public. Obviously, they've got a big fan base, big representation online at this level. And they they were panning him. And the lad come in and he, you know, first couple of games, he found his feet. And then just from then, like Denanga, uh, like, well, like Denanga, like Conta, like Ed Francis, They've grabbed it and and ran with it because they, they're obviously enjoying the environment that they've come into, and I think that as I say, we mentioned about the the tactics and everything else, but it's the environment and the culture that Mike and the team have put together that makes players flourish. Am I, am I right in saying that his debut was against Oldham? Yep. Yes, I think, I think it was. Yep. Yeah, and it was, was and it, yeah, yeah, I think got man of the match, didn't he? I think he yes. did extremely yes. well that, that game. So. Callum Wheelan, congratulations, he became a father um, a few weeks ago. And I think his baby was at the game um, 
as well the other week. So it's uh, you know it's lovely to see. Um, it's James Montgomery's birthday today as well. I've just seen the club oh, tweet out. So <laughs> you beat this to it. I've already got it rhymed up. There he is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if be 29 again, it'd be lovely. But yeah. um, the one that we haven't mentioned, by the way, is Phil Marshall. Uh, I've done it again, Phil Marshall as well. <laughs> um, who's um, I'm gonna start finding myself uh, for doing that. Yeah, Phil, Phil's been been very good since he's come back, and I always think what you need to take into account with him is it's his first year at this level. You know, yeah. he's, he, yes, he's played 21s football or 23s, whatever it's class does these days, but, you know, this is his first year in the National League, coming up against some big clubs, playing the style of football that, you know, we all know how Gates had like to play. Um, and I, I just think he's been he's been very good, backed up by, I say backed up, that's probably a bit harsh on Monty, but supported by yeah. a very, very reliable goalkeeper in James Montgomery, who has been arguably the story of the second half of the season. It certainly has. Uh, we've got more messages coming in. Uh, I'm going to quickly play up Mr. Our sponsors because obviously without them we wouldn't need to do this. We've got lots of lots and lots of messages. So if you want to keep sending them in, and also as well, uh, just how's life been this week with uh, safety being uh, achieved? Um, right, we'll get into this one. We'll come back. We'll get right back into those messages. <laughs> Um, a friend of the show who will help us get some uh, a lot of subscribers, Cow Daily. Uh, he's put uh, make and busted management team of the year. If we win at Wembley, it has to happen. Our budget is 50 pence in a Kit Kat. Um, I think you'll find it to Twix. Um, so, um, I think Crawley will go down. Um, says Liam Key. Uh, Mr. Luke, uh, Carlton Town are winning 1-0 against Pontefract. That means Shildon are currently getting relegated. Oh, that's sad news. Oh, that is true, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, Mask um, are losing one nil as well, which is a bit of a surprise at the moment. Yeah, early days. Yeah, Greeks from West Posh, uh, roll on walking and uh, boring wood, relaxing matches. <laughs> it's not going to be that relaxing because the players have still got to keep at it and get through these games. And I think I mentioned in com- commentary or before when we're, um, we went on air, um, it was about. The, we're going to have to potentially bleed in the likes of Ollie Thompson a little bit now, get him a little bit more because he could potentially, you know, have to play a significant part or even start at Wembley, um, yep. you know, possibly, um, you know, and, and then there's the hope that um, Harris and Kenton will be back uh, involved for that as well. But um, one question that I would, I'd like to pose, do you think that, uh, with the season end in the National League North, that we could see uh, Hassani and Jarvis brought back into contention for the uh, the Wembley final because they obviously they played against Gloucester, so they're eligible. But they could, I suppose. Um, and, and it was notable that uh, I don't know if I imagined it was Lirak Hassani was there on Tuesday. I think was he? I didn't see him there. Yeah, so well, I could be wrong. If he hasn't, he's got a double. Um, <laughs> but no, I think. Um, I, th- I think it, it's an option. It mm-hmm. is, um, and certainly something I, I would imagine they will consider if, if they are eligible. Um, mm-hmm. but I think just going back to the the question um, regarding the the, the um, I've completely forgot what I was going to say. That's good. Oh, sorry, on the next two games, um, three games in the league. Sorry, the thing I'm getting from I got from Mike Williamson on uh, Tuesday after the game. Adam Campbell says similar. Uh, in, in the piece that's out in the morning on the Sunderland Echo website. Um, they know that they've got to stay true in, in the league. You know, they're playing teams that have got things to fight for. You've got, obviously, Boromwood and Walk and are still going for the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so they're going to have to, you know, there's teams in the round there that will be relying on Gator to do, do them a favour and take points off them. And, you know, if there's one thing we know about this management team, it's, one, they're focused, and two, they've got great integrity. So they'll pick a strong team. They'll go to win games and they'll want to. I may be wrong, but I'm fairly certain they can finish near enough top 10 if, if results go their way. Possibly. Well, uh, Johnny Gray's put for the first half against Dorkham was entertaining compared to Bromley on Saturday. Once Dorkham realised Chesterfield score, the, the draw would keep them safe. Um, they went to six at the back and killed off the, the spectacle, aside from the comedy time wasting in the net of an airfront. <laughs> that was quite funny. Um, 
you know, where, yeah, I, I've got no, I've got no issues with that. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. As a football fan, if that was the other way around and we needed a point, and and, and we were doing some antics, I know, I know, it's not everyone's cup of tea. I know it's going to divide opinion, but I honestly, I have no problems with. with some I of remember that, to, talking have never been relegated. They've had a, a it's a right. Roy of the Rovers rise through the, um, through the, through the leagues, um, but. When you see that, you would think Gator were doing the same, but Gator will go until the right in, in extra time, going for that go uh, injury time. Sorry, going for the winner. They didn't, didn't sit. They didn't uh, rest on the laurels and think, "Hey, oh, let's just pass it around. We're, we're safe." They were going for the win, and it's Mark, just alluding to what Mark said there that they've got integrity and they're going to keep going for it. And I think we'll see the team. Yeah, they'll push. Well, I can well, tell you one person who enjoyed it, the, their defensive performance was Mike Williamson because he he said he he really enjoyed watching the way they defended and you know I said in commentary a lot of times that denied gates had space. Mm-hmm. Um, I think two or three times we both said there's 21 players on the pitch and uh, 22 players on the pitch and 21 of them were in Dorgan's half because they they sat back that much. Who are kind of singled out in the first half? Who I thought was going to have a mare. He did have a couple of shaky moments, but Dan Gallagher was actually quite was really good at uh, holding the line uh, at the back for Dorkin. So I, just a little bit of credit there because I, I felt guilty afterwards when you only know, <laughs> <laughs> having it because it was just, but he, he did yeah. what he could do. Yeah, do you know that? Sorry, <laughs> nasty. I know. Uh, he, he said some nice. He said some nice things about Spartans on Tuesday night. So you know, he maybe he's got a bit of a softer side. You know, that's called diplomacy. Um, <laughs> Mister Lux, put, uh, I don't care about Wogan and Boring Wood games. I would say draw, uh, both draw. No, keep us keep, keep the momentum going. Keep, yeah, for Wembley. Yeah, and the other but, side but, is you, you've got players that are playing for contracts next season. Yep. And you've got players that are playing for places at Wembley. So, yes, I understand there's no pressure on from a supporter's point of view, um, but there is very much, um, very much pressure on the players from from kind of two angles, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, um, this is a, an interesting fact. I mean, obviously, there was a little time in the season where one or two gated fans were maybe losing faith in in the process. Uh, there was, you know, vocal things online. But Dave's put here, obviously, um, we've won a lot of praise from other teams in the National League uh, page by the way we play and approach games. Wrexham fans are very complimentary about when we play them with, with 10 men. But not only is it the teams and fans, it's the management of other teams. And we've seen yep. other managers have had the... It, it's been refreshing. It's nice because they're talking about us. But they've actually laid it bare and just said, look, they've been better than us. And, uh, you know, it's it's... and. And I can't remember which manager it was that said that we played like Notts County, uh, which is high praise because obviously they're the points this season. But was it the elder shop, elder shop manager, I think it was the elder shop manager, wasn't it? Was it him? He I said it. Yeah. We beat them. Um, so yeah, it's it's been um, you know it's been refreshing, hasn't it? But that's credit to the to the management team because they've stuck by it. They've tinkered with it, of course. Um, I think the injuries towards the back end of the season and having more defensive players they've, they've adjusted yeah. and the, the, but I think I mentioned in commentary as well that um, when we first came down we were playing with five at the back and playing good football got us to the uh, playoff fi- uh, semi-finals so it wasn't a, a, a you know a, 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 a completely new thing for Mike Williamson to put that in place but when we signed the legs of Langstaff and Campbell and Scott that changed that dynamic and we could afford to have uh, you know more forward players but they've reevaluated and sat down, and, and I personally believe that this formation lends better to our style of play from building from the back because you've got the you can have like like a quarterback sort as Louis Story that, that you've got Robbie uh, Tinkler pull off the right wing uh, like the right wing uh, back position, and then you've got the 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 white wing the right wing backs and left wing backs pushing forward as attacking midfielders so it, it really lends to a, to our style of play especially when we're trying to pick out a defense because without the amount of um possession that we have teams do sit deep and we we have to try and pick those pockets i'll be intrigued to see what happens when kenton richardson's back fit i'd imagine you probably see tinkler go back to right wing back and and kenton richardson play right side of a three but it's it's a great option that they've got to do that and what you you know have named sort of four I defenders. Don't, I, don't, I don't know. You know, I think Kenton might go left wing back. 
Well, I mean, yeah, I mean the, the variations there. I mean, we know they can all play in different positions, but I think Tinkler at the back with Story and Pi is is a beautiful combination. They're all silky sil- sil- smooth with the ball at the feet. I think as well, though, the big thing about that is, and, and I include Phil Phil Marshall in this, that they can all play out. They can all play out from the back. They can all bring the ball out, and that's what lends into the style of play more than anything else. Um, just to to pick up on something like. I know you were saying, obviously, Mike implemented this style of play and formation. It's very much, I would say, a joint effort. Ian Watson's... Oh, yeah, yeah of course. Awesome. ...as well, Louis Story, people like that. Um, yes, Mike will probably be the one that will have the you know the, the final say, but it's very much a team effort when it comes to team selection and, and, and tactics and things like that. And I think... I, I mean, I've known Ian Watson for years. You know, I've probably gone on for 10 years now, and... I think when you you look at the, what he's done at Gator, worked his way through from being strength and conditioning to what he's doing now. Yeah. When in some games he's been effectively manager because Mike's played. Um, yeah. I, I just don't think you can underestimate my, uh, Ian's role in where the club is now compared to where it was four years ago. Um, yeah, so as I say, they, they really do like complement each other in their styles and have the same belief, don't they? So it. it, it you know, it long may it continue. Um, and you know, say it's got to Wembley and promotion and survival. I think probably one of the best management uh, duos that Gator's ever had, um, considering the budget restraints as well. But um, obviously, we've put up a bit of footage here in the background of the uh, game on Tuesday. We've got more messages coming. We've got uh, Luke Walsh, who runs the National League uh, podcast. Thank you very much, lads. Uh, lovely lad. If anyone hasn't seen his channel, please do go there. I want to get in touch with him because we want to get Aaron McLean uh, contact details to get him on our show. Um We've got, uh, say, I hope Maidenhead get relegated, Luke. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) If Maidenhead lose against Barnet on Saturday and Torquay win, we could be probably looking at the relegation of Maidenhead at the uh, International Stadium. That's that's where Mark Mark earlier was saying about the next two games, crucial for them two teams for the playoffs, but but also the last game of the season, it's huge for Maidenhead um, because they've been sucked into it, haven't they? The last sort of six, seven games have just dropped like a stone um, and and find themselves right in it. Yeah, I think think York could be uh, flirting with it as well in the last day of the season. Um, got here sitting comfortable uh, and warm. <laughs> God, it was cold on Tuesday. It was cold. It, it looked beautiful on the camera here. It, look, it looks like a lovely, like you know, late spring or early spring night. It wasn't. It was absolutely bitter. I felt like December. Um, we've got uh, Charles Woff. Uh, he's put uh, hi boys. Uh, good evening. Sorry, I'm late. Not a worry. Oh, Anyone's injury? Um, of course, he did hobble off. Um, I've heard nothing about it. I don't know if Mark has, but he, he was walking very stiff-legged, wasn't he, after the game? He came back out after the game, so you know, I'd imagine it'll be precautionary and you know, maybe he won't play in the next couple of games um, with a view to Wembley because he's more than like, oh, he can't play at Wembley, sorry. Ignore that. I'm no. talking. <laughs> no. yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought, um, just going back to, to Tuesday, I went back and watched the highlights earlier today and I'm still utterly convinced that was a goal in the second half, by the way. Yeah. Have you seen oh, the photographs as well? Yeah. I've seen photographs on social media of still frames. Uh, it looks a goal, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and, but it's, uh, all, it, it's all, as, as you guys said on Tuesday night, it's so quick though, isn't it? In real time, it happens so fast and, you know, yeah. there's no technology available. So, yeah. Who, who'd be a referee? But that actually brings me on to a little something else. You may have seen that we've got... Um, Pete Graves penciled in for the 17th uh, for the Wembley show, as we're calling it, uh, obviously in the build-up to Wembley. Uh, we have got another guest penciled in, uh, so they're both uh, willing to join us, and I'll put that up on screen here, and it is former pre- uh, Premier League referee Jeff Winter is going to be joining us on the podcast that night as well. So uh, absolutely fantastic, and we're going to try and get a third. The third isn't Mark, but Mark is more than welcome to be on the show. No, no I know my place. <laughs> um, so that would be uh, you, know, you know how I love pointing out your errors? Yeah, what have I done? You spelled Pete Graves' name wrong. Have I? Oh, dear. Oh, I have yeah. I'm going to have you throw you under the bus. Oh, God. <laughs> Pete Garbs. Who's Pete Garbs? <laughs> no one's seen it. Oh, oh dear. No. What he's not coming. He's not coming on the show now, is he, Dave? Yeah, yeah. me. We have to try and reach. We have to try and reach out, Pete Garves, whoever he is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
pinch the photo. Also, um, dear, but has he any idea that you're going to be coming out with North Sea and your speedos? I mean, he's never going to come on the show, is he? Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how many people have stopped us in the concourse when <laughs> to get a party going? When's it happening? When's it happening? I'm like, why, why did that open my mouth? Apparently, it's half time now at Fornaby and it's still 3 0 to the Heed Lasses. Yeah, so, excellent. Yeah, great stuff. stuff. Uh, Denanga should have scored there. Oh, oh goodness. Yeah. I mean, it was lovely we stuff. Chances. Looking it up. looks like it was at a quite an entertaining nil-nil, I'll be honest with you. You know, wasn't yeah. you know, you, I mean you used to brought it alive. I must admit, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed your commentary. It's it's you know, oh yeah, he should have scored. Oh god. As I think Mark said, the commentary is trying to be a little bit too cute. If he had to just purred across towards the, the, the gaping gap of the other side of the goalkeeper, he would have purred in the back of the net. Yeah. It's one of them where you know sometimes as a as a strike, not that I know I was gonna say you try and put it back across the goalkeeper and you know it's easier because that's his, his weight's going one direction yeah, i know what i'm talking about yeah it's weight's going in that direction so you can't get back to to where you put it from but um yeah it was um it, 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 he should, it basically just headed straight he would have scored i think yeah. i don't see that keeper getting near it um i really enjoyed their defense second half by the way because it was I think even Mike used the phrase "bodies on the line." They were throwing themselves in front of tackles, in front of shots. It was, um, it, it wasn't pretty, but it was certainly effective. Certainly. Um, I mean, got, got, got the point to keep them in the division, which you know at the, at the start of the season. Oh, oh. Can, you, can, can you rewind that, Dave? Yeah, one second. Yeah. It comes here in slow motion. Guess a lot of this. I don't know if Greg Ollie's appealing for a foul. No, maybe not. No, I mean there was appeals for handball. Greg did land on it. Oof! I say there's a ta- it's handball and over the lane. Yeah. So apart from that, <laughs> apart from that he got it right. Yeah. <laughs> I did see um, out on social media. Someone said, you know, should it have been a, a red and a and a penalty? You know, so never mind a goal. Somebody did send a message. I'm trying to find it about. Uh, obviously, there were time wasting after 30 minutes, and I'm glad the referee did pull the yellow card out because it was pretty uh, just. Ridiculous, wasn't it? The the time wasting that early, but I, I think uh, Mark agreed with you when the yellow card came out. I think Mark, you were getting a bit excited by that. You were going, "Yes, that's right. That's what should be happening." Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, you know, when you're sat beside Dave, you've got to grab any kind of excitement you can. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? my wife, my wife says the same thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no comment. Uh, so. Uh, one second. Uh, did you see the Dalton keeper is also a professional keeper? So they must have a, a, a half and half squad where some players are training full time. But uh, uh, Dalton part time. There must be one of the only two other in the division. Yeah. They are. Yeah. yeah, there's not many. You know, mm-hmm. no but hey, credit to them. I mean, both 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 of us. You know, Spain. a professional so, professional cricketer. <laughs> oh yes, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. Um, so yeah. So yeah, anyway, yeah, we're both both staying above the dotted line, which you know that was the objective at the beginning of the season, wasn't it? We 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 said you know right on day one, we said look, it's just to survive, you know, and kick on from there. But you know, survive, and and, and we have with four games to go. No, you know, no wonder we're happy. You know what I mean? And and, and relaxing and talking about the the, the the North Division, just going, oh well, you know, let them get on with it. But yeah, you know, it's um, and potentially Hartlepool, yeah, Hartlepool, as as Mark said, you know, to play home to Crawley, massive game for them on Saturday, home to Crawley. But, you know, if they lose, that's, I'd say that was it. You know, we can look forward to Boxing Day at Hartlepool, I think. We've got a message about um, Jeff Winter, obviously, and because uh, one of my questions was, has he met, you know, refereed at Gated? And obviously we know he's refereed. He has. At Wembley. He definitely has. He definitely has refereed. Uh, John Thornton was mascot when he refereed in, uh, in the mid-90s. So there you go. But I remember when we were in the conference in there. There he is. In the... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, uh, <laughs> well spotted. Well spotted. I can remember in the in the nineties, especially when we were um, uh, the season we got relegated from the uh, from the conference as it was then, that the referees, football league referees and top flight referees, would often referee in the uh, in the conference because can you remember? I think that there was a referee once knocked out. Can remember in the late nineties, well, it would have been 97, 98 season. There was a, a, a linesman assaulted in a game, and he was knocked out. 
um, and then he refereed us the week later. I remember that. Oh, like, you've got a good good memory. Yeah, they eased them back in with with Gator. But yeah, no, um, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't born in the nineties, so uh, I don't know. Really <laughs> <talking about. laughs> um, so I think Mr. Luke's thinking is Ryan Reynolds the other guest? No, <laughs> no, imagine that. Really <laughs> Hey, did you see? Did you see the? Even- did you see they've announced friendlies today against Manchester United and Chelsea in the yeah. United States? That, it's that's ludicrous, isn't it? I, I mean, come on, that's ludicrous for you know. Also, as well, um, the Welsh FA are going to be taking international to the racecourse ground as well. So they are really, you know, making making waves in in world football, really, aren't they? They'll be a championship club in a few years, won't they? I'll, I'll tell you something. Did you see um, the England? Well, the the British FAs have put in a uh, a bid for Euro twenty twenty eight. I think yes, it could work benefits for Gator because if if you know clubs are, or countries are looking for somewhere to train when they're at mm-hmm. playing at Saint James's, um, yeah, it's been done before, hasn't it? Yeah, it has, yeah. clubs are, clubs are playing Newcastle in Europe of in European competitions have trained at the stadium, I believe. So you know, could have benefits well, there. Right. Absolutely. Apparently, um, Boiler Sports TV was, uh, I know that ball boy as well. So he, he's got a little claim to flame there. <laughs> that was <laughs> not being funny, but Bobby Joe Thompson, that was uh, Taylor, even that was pathetic. Uh, ridiculous. Yeah, it was just a joke. I don't think there was anything serious in it. Do you, you think it was a joke? No, oh, I yeah, I think so. I don't think that was serious. Hopefully, it was. Hopefully, it was. Oh. Paul, do you, you need to slide into uh, Ryan Reynolds' DMs? <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that. Uh, <laughs> we'll try. We'll try. Um, Paul Doolan, happy birthday, Paul Doolan, as well this week. Uh, I think it's today as well, Paul's birthday. So uh, I think he's only. Happy birthday, in- Paul. I think his real age is 57, but we'll see he's 23. Um, but anyway, happy birthday. Um, right. Uh, also, as well, I uh, would love you to uh, like and subscribe. Uh, so if you all just join us, we're going to play this out now. And when we come back, we'll carry on with all your messages. And uh, as I say, how good it is to not be looking over our shoulder anymore. Mr. Lex. The Heat Army podcast needs your help. No, we don't need money. All we need is you to do one simple thing. It'll take less than a second if you could hit that like button, the subscribe button, and share whatever post that we put up regarding Gator Football Club. It'll go a long way in helping the show build and ultimately helping us push the club to the moon. Well, we've got a little bit of trivia here. I didn't know this. Um, apparently, Chin trained at uh, Regis Park for the 1966 World Whoa. Cup. I didn't know. Jody, you, you picked that out. Where did you pick that fact from? Mark opened a can of worms here. Atalanta, uh, when they played Newcastle in pre-season, trained at yes. the National Stadium. Uh, and, yeah, and Paul Doolan says, cheers, I feel 75. <laughs> ah. We all have to this season. Jesus. And by the sport, uh, guaranteed... Uh, the guest is Simon O'Rourke from ITV. You can't get rid of him. You kind of get him on. It's hard. I've been trying. I've been trying. <laughs> <laughs> like Simon O'Rourke, he's really good. Just so, have to get him at Wembley. Oh, well, we'll get him at Wembley. That's what we'll do. We'll get him drunk and uh, <laughs> be on the podcast all next season. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, um, obviously, Wembley now is its not so much a dirty word, I'd imagine, around the dressing room. Um, the players can start to look to it. But hopefully, as, as I said, we've kind of said before, they're going to stay professional in these last three games. It's yeah. not going to be fully there. But once that full-time whistle goes on uh, against Maidenhead, then it's full-on Wembley, isn't it? The merch should be on sale at the ground. I'd imagine the PR machine uh, will go into overdrive. I'd imagine videos from Jack McGregor. We know what he can do. He, he'll portray some drama to try and whip it up. And, you know, it's just... Uh, 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 Satan. Any news? Any news on the merchandise from the club? Anything come out? I believe they're hoping to have uh, stuff available uh, f- at the Maidenhead game. Um, yeah. 
then from onwards from there, I would imagine there'll be a club shop open at the stadium uh, at certain times, and that'll be, uh, I would imagine, be uh, confirmed in the in the coming week. Um, any idea when Kenton is back? Well, we've seen photos of him training. Um, I don't think he'll probably risk to the end of uh, any time at the end of the season. Um, I imagine Wembley is probably the target. Same with Will Harris, if uh, he can get his fitness. But you know, he's got over a month to do it. So hopefully we you know, can bolster the squad. Uh, and it can't be a bad thing, is it, uh, to have a few more players available for uh, the final down there. And it's going to be yeah something else. Oh, apparently, I did see this. Um, Almiron was at the stadium last week. I think, was he promoting some trainers or football boots? <laughs> Well, he had a photo shoot and he was like, get to the stadium holding a football boot. So, yeah. <laughs> well, could you, could you not go to St. James's Park? Was he, was ne- he banned? Never has a photo been, uh, to be honest, that photo is a lot better than the one of the, um, I forgot the name, uh, brothers now. Um, oh, he, he played for Newcastle, he's at Leicester now. Um, Perez. I always see Perez and his brother Nate had the gated scarf on gated stadium track. Uh, gotta feel sorry for the lad who sold a sold an idea there, wasn't he? His brother. Um, wondering if we'll see uh, any Northeast celebs support the Heat at Wembley. Gather Shearer, Jimmy Neal. Um, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? You know, you'd get a bit of traction, but we'll see. We'll try and get Ant and Deck to rival Ryan Reynolds. We've got used to what more do we need? You tell it because it would have felt silly me saying it, but you know, there's only one celebrity in that stand, and that's Paul Dixon. Um, everyone loves him. Um, we've got uh, we've got, oof, got a few here, nothing to do with the podcast, but uh, I retire tomorrow. Oh, I mean, uh, sorry. Sorry, what's up? Oh, and by the way, I'll be taking pictures at uh, Wembley. So honoured, oh, fantastic! Yeah. What, what a way to finish, eh? What a way to bow out. Yeah, yeah. Charles, uh, that's a good one. That, isn't it? Oh, that'll be good. Uh, so, yeah, we can pick us out in the stand because he often does. Let's see if we can get uh, get him to pick out in uh, Wembley. Uh, train us, but hello, lads. Don't forget David Gaddis, James Bond, Whitley Bay. <laughs> 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 is that for Mickey by any chance, do you think? <laughs> oh. There's me making bold statements, think we'll never get to Wembley. Oh, thank God it wasn't a tattoo of Ryan Reynolds on my backside or something like that. That's what <laughs> you said you, early in the week. What? You said if they won, you would get it. Is that what you said? I'm sure you heard you say that. <laughs> I think <laughs> <laughs> That's just too far, too far. Step too far. <laughs> uh, I'm doing Christmas stories. So I'm doing the gates at 10k at the end of the month. Looking forward to running around the hallowed track at the gates at International Stadium. Well, fantastic. Hope you're going to have your gated shirt on when you're doing it. And talking about gated shirts, I would imagine we might find out if we're going to have a new shirt for Wembley. Um, be quite exciting if we do, wouldn't it? Um, you know, it'll just push us over the edge uh, with, uh, you know, <laughs> Merchandise and things like that. It keeps us keeps the club in the news as well because it can let, let's, let's let's be honest, Dave. He'll just push you over the edge. He'll just be far too excited. Oh no! <laughs> um, happy retirement, Charles. Uh, long admired your work. Thank you for providing a pictorial history of the club. He has. He's took some beautiful photos, and I, I, none are better. There's, there's two photos I love of Charles. There's the one of when uh, Ben Clark's leading the side out of Wembley. And there's that shot of Marwood striking the shot against Grimsby in the semi-finals. Uh, two iconic photos for me. Uh, beautiful. I think Mickey's even got the the Marwood one up in his passage. He's got it there. Yeah, he's uh, he's got it blowing up. So it's uh, absolutely fantastic. So yeah, it's uh, looking really good. Um, obviously, we've got about twenty minutes left. So if you want to get your predictions in for walking away, it's going to be a tough game. Walking mm. very much in the mix. They'll want to cement that third spot, won't they? Um, no, sorry, yeah. trying to get the third spot from Chesterfield. Um, so yeah, and that's that that home game was a wake up call for us. We, we realized sort of we were in the in the in the national league because walking came and just battered us. Can you remember that the four, four one, I think it was, wasn't it? At home, early yeah. doors, and it was just like, oh god, yeah, this is this is it, this is for real, you know. Um, they, they were big, they were physical, and they were fast. Um, you know, and, yeah. I think the only team to rival them for that, I would say, was Chesterfield. Uh, the, uh, yeah. They were, well, Chesterfield were, were absolutely amazing. 
I'll tell you what, obviously the, the, the two big clubs are running away with it at the top end and, and it looks like, let's be honest, it looks like Wrexham now, doesn't it? I mean, that's that's it's <laughs> it's not a foregone conclusion, but it's looking pretty good. Um, so Notts County, Notts County have to be wary of, of Chesterfield. I think Chesterfield, uh, you know, they've got the form, haven't they? In Chesterfield walking, um, we've seen what Bromley can do if they can get in there. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, that's, that's a tough set of playoffs, you know. God, yeah. the, the one thing I would say is when you've got a goal scorer yeah. in, in in sort of one-off games like them, I think they are, are they one-off games this season again? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they are. That can, that can win you the game alone. And and I think looking at Notts County with, with McCauley in the form that he's been in, um, you know, they've got they've got vast experience in the squad as well. I, I just think they're too good to not go through the playoffs if, if it yeah. is that. True. Um, you know, so it's it's going to be an interesting one, but um, yeah, I, I was just having a quick look there, just looking at the teams that Gates had will finish above or, or could finish above. And uh, if you go back to the fact that you know this is the first season up, and you look at some of the teams that they're going to finish above, and you know could even end up above Oldham, who um, before that Scunthorpe, Yeovil, um, you know, yes, it's you know, don't know how sad what's happened to them really is. Well, Torquay have been a you know, have been a great club at that level for the last few years. It's only this year they've really fell off the pace. I mean, that was it two years ago they were in the playoffs, and yeah. uh, you know, so well, they were in the fi- final, didn't they? The the, the, the lost to Hartlepool, in fact, were because you know, their keeper scored the equaliser in the ninetieth yeah. minute. Um, but yeah. Hartlepool won it. I think was it extra time. Hartlepool won it in all penalties. Penalties. Aye, and then, then they went up, obviously. So so yeah, Torquay been there or thereabouts, haven't they? So. Because the goalkeeper was Brad James. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, is it? That's right. Uh-huh. I, think I remember. I remember. I, I tweeted before the penalty shootout, saying that the last time I saw Brad James in a penalty shootout was for Gateshead of Brockley in the playoff quarter final or whatever the cluster does. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he's pretty much a, a a bit of a club legend for what he did there. Um, Definitely, uh, Liv was just going for our, 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 our favorite prediction. It'll come in one day. It'll come in. One day. Uh, <laughs> positivity. That's what we'll keep in positivity, uh, Mister Lucas. But does anyone uh, support the Gated on the Isle of May? I think it's just you, isn't it? I think it's just me, but I've got um, obviously I'm in Scotland, so you know I've got uh, so locally I've got Wraith Wraith Rovers as the obviously in Kirkcaldy. Um Although when I got on the bus up here on my very sort of first few days, I asked for a single to Kirkcaldy, and the bus driver just looked at us and was what Kirkcaldy? and he was like, "No, Kirkcaldy, son." I was like, "Okay," um, and then you know obviously so Wraith is a big club uh, nearby, um, and um, and Dundee. I've got quite a few Dundee fans here, so um, so yeah, which has got had a few gated links actually. Which Dundee? Because Luke Hannon is doing well up there, at Dundee. Dundee, not Dundee United. Oh, yeah. they don't like them. Dundee. <laughs> so, but there was a few gated links there as well, wasn't it? Because didn't Andy Johnson end up there at one stage? And he's he's uh, didn't when Kevin he was Scott heading off there as well. Kevin Scott played there. Yeah, uh, Alan, did, yeah. did he? Yeah. There's a few links. Um, that's where he went. He was before he went to heaven, wasn't it? Um, Dunstan. He went to Dunstan first. In heaven, yeah. Well, so, yeah. So, but, but but the lads, you know, just like I'm sure you're your friends and stuff, they watch the results. They were saying, oh, are you, you're taking the 20th, 21st off of your Steely? I was like, ah, yes, yes, I am. I said, you're getting, us off, you're getting us off this island, whether you like it or not. Christmas stories went 2 one to walk in there. Have you put a, a plan in place for getting off the island in time? Because you did miss the games over these two Right, I have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm coming off days before. <laughs> <laughs> just leave, leave now. You'll make it. You'll be all right. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> If you take loads of pictures of puffins in in advance and then post them, it look like you're working. <laughs> no, well, it was funny on Tuesday night. Obviously, you mentioned at the beginning of the game, and Mark, you just sort of went silent for a little bit. You were a bit confused by the whole thing of what the hell I do. Um, so, so that was quite entertaining the start of that uh, commentary. But, uh, yeah. but anyway, um, what is the job title again? Is it head ranger? Oh, yeah, head oh so I'm, I'm, I'm the res- it sounds like I'm like the reserve, man- but I'm the reserve manager. So I look after the reserve, nature reserve, basically the islands. So anything and everything from, you know, the birds to the blinking toilets, you know, I have to deal with it. So when have you got spring watch coming to watch a day in the life of you? Uh, towards the end of May. 
It better not be the bloody 20, 21st of <laughs> So <laughs> there'll be yes. hell on, I tell you. Yeah, um, we've come to the island to follow David Steele. He's very angry at the moment. <laughs> He's picked 20 puffins <laughs> and ran over one seal. It'll, it'll be more than 20, I tell you. Um, but uh, yeah, it's to towards the end of May because it goes live, doesn't it? At the end of May, early June. So uh, we'll have um, to do the last podcast of the season when it's on. We're going to be in a day for you, your podcast. <laughs> that's right oh dear but um, anyways yeah tough tough game Saturday tough uh, unfortunately I, I, um, I'm going to go for nil two I think Wokin are going to be just too good for us away, away from home um, so I'm going to absolutely sit on the fence and say 1-1 one, one. One, oh one. I take that I think we'll score um, I think it'll be 2-1 Wokin I just think I think they're just I think we'll Get back on it for the boring wood and maidenhead game. I just think maybe yep. the lad just in subconsciously, I think they might just think, you know, hey, we've done it here. Let's, and then I think they'll be switched back on after that. I might be wrong, but yep. So it's a bit of a gap between the maidenhead game, isn't it? And the, um, yeah. and the actual Wembley final, isn't it? It's about 20 days, 21 days, something like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, talking about this, and, and I think me and Dave did as well, but the possibility of maybe. You know, friendlies could could come in, in, in and accounts and like behind the scenes friendlies type thing. Yeah, yeah, it would make sense to keep like match fit, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I just danced past that. I put one one, then I read it properly. It's got one one to us. We'll take that. Am I right in thinking that uh, it is the twenty first final, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yes. So a month today, Dave. You'll mm -hmm. be getting your first experience of drunk mark. Oh, drunk mark. oh goodness gracious. Imagine that. You and then two, two two weeks today, Dave will be uh, stepping into the North Sea for the first time. That's <laughs> another matter. <laughs> and, I'll, I'll, you know what it is? I'm gonna do it on the sly. I'll get my wife to record it and then then it's done. <laughs> Dave, I, I was gonna sell tickets. You're gonna <laughs> I was going to sell tickets. I'm going to have for a refund, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've got a method question here. Steely, are you uh, in the right place? Puffins are like, uh, sorry, the Puffins are all gated fans like yourself. Yeah. Well, well they're in the aren't they? They're nearly all white with a bit of black. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, oh, I'll say that we've got a great shirt this season. Um, <laughs> I say, uh, you always see a Castro's away uh, back to West Brom, but the club haven't announced it. Get him back for Wembley. That'll not be happening. He is. I just, just don't think it, it fell under the radar because they were after other players and them announcements came out in uh, that. So, and we've got here. Forget about Castro. Yeah. Uh, Cuba, <laughs> Cuba's trying to, and so are we. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you don't get that on uh, totally. Um, would be a myth if we didn't help the club push there. The, the, the way travel through their travel partners of course Dawson Sanderson have a lot of deals up the club are still pushing them on social media and there you are there's one of the deals there if you want to go down and back on the day that is for your coach travel only not your match day ticket uh, so if you do want to go down and they do have other ones that where you can have an overnight stay included as well for reasonable prices that's so, a great deal by the way it is really good I think yeah. from 139 you can get the train down and an overnight stay so if there's any of those left, that's good value as well. Um, so, yeah. Um, one second here. We've got another one here. We've got, um, as long as no one calls the RSPCA, uh, and when they say Davy coming out of the water, that's shocking, isn't it? I'd imagine they'll, I imagine they'll be on hand anyway, so... But it, why is that lad smuggling... <laughs> why is that lad smuggling a willock out in his shorts? Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, Dave. You, you, you can blame the temperature of the sea. It's it's cold, you know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Hey, right. If you want to get your also as well as uh, there's two games. So if, you, if anyone wants to get the one in for the um, Boreham Wood one as well, uh, as I say, get a bit of travelling this week. I don't know if they'll be stopping over or travelling back because uh, I have to go, go back down to uh, London Town, as it were, down to Boreham Wood. It's a, it's a shank. Um, one second we've got here. We've got, uh, do you think there's a chance the last game of the season could be on TV, Maidenhead, involved in the relegation battle? I would yeah. imagine if Notts County and Wrexham still have a chance of, or Notts County still have a chance of overhaul and Wrexham, no. Yeah. Um, but if that's done and dusted by then, you never know. 
Of course, that would mean BT Sport coming to the northeast, so probably not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you cynic, you cynic, Mark. <laughs> and then they present on the camera, though, to do updates like uh, Chris Kamara style in the stand of late. But oh, that's right, okay. because the other teams have been involved in the playoffs. So, uh... <laughs> am, I, am I right in thinking our only only time this 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 year on TV was Maidenhead away, or was it Maidstone? Was it Maid? It was one of the M's. Was it made? We won one nil. Yeah, Dan Ward scored, didn't he? Yeah, it, yeah, it was. It was on. It was on TV. It was the only time we've obviously. The, obviously, they've ticked the boxes there, haven't they? They thought, right, made head gated. Let's get it out of the way. Tick. Yeah. Um, it was. It was early in the season. Early on in the season, I think it was our first away win of the season. It was on. It was on TV. Yeah. Um, I may be wrong here. You can feel free to correct me. But the last time Gateshead were on BT Sport at home um, was Lincoln. Yeah, Lincoln. When, when oh, Lincoln yeah. won the title, well, I don't think they've actually won the title, but no, they pretty, didn't. The other result yeah. didn't go their way. Yeah, so they were pretty much. Was that the game when Gates were one up with like five minutes left? I'm not sure. Did it end five one? No, no, it was. I'm sure it was a two no. one or something like that. I think it was two one. I can't remember the goals win. Because yeah. uh, Nathan Arnold was the winner because I interviewed him after the game. Yeah. Um, Oh, so I was just hearing about this reminds Dave going into the North Sea, uh, that legendary scene of uh, a woolly and Tig in the big sea line jumped into the pool. I don't know what, what that one is, but no, it's that, it's that legendary. I don't know. Um, got maiden head away, it was so uh, on that one, yeah. Yep. Um, obviously, uh, we'll say we're uh, going about five minutes, so I'm gonna quickly play out an advert when we come back. Are we gonna get any predictions or any? Messages or anything, yeah, or any questions for Mark because uh, he's, he's a wealth of knowledge, you know. Oh, that's that's not fair. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Remember to like and subscribe and share the show. Sorry, Mark, I didn't mean to cut you off. All right, there I am. I'll answer anything. Within reason. Yeah, so we'll yeah. find out how to get a bent screw out the wall. Um, we've got here one second. Um, searched uh, for the Lincoln game, we conceded twice in two minutes. There we go. So, got it right. And uh, you've got a good memory, Mark. We were ready Perrin before Wembley, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just gonna disappear into the waves. I'll not come back. Uh, so yeah, on that note. Um, yeah, so it, it's yeah, it's been a good show, everyone. Thank you very much. Lots of messages coming in, and it's just nice to have that feel good feeling, isn't it? As a Gated fan walking around and not having we're to worry, relax. yeah, relaxed, aren't we? we? We don't have to look at the bottom of the table and sort of you know work out which te- you know, oh, we need that team to beat that team, you know, to give us a you know. And I mean, Mark, some Mark, it was great summing up at the beginning of the show about the, the, the second half of the season, and you know, that's um. I remember that it was it was home to Halifax, and then and we, we built that up quite big, and it was it was quite a dry, let's be honest, it was awful drab nil nil. And then on the, that was on the Tuesday, and then on the Saturday we played home to Torquay. We built that up as well, and a huge game, finished one one, and it, it just felt it felt then that was like the first cracks of uncertainty. Like there was a bit of a gap that you think you Oval had won. There was four points between, and then we just lost that point, obviously very recently as well. And it just felt that was yeah, for me everyone, that was the time. Don't as well. Everyone forgets about that. Uh, the deduction. We have got a question for Mark. Uh, there we go. Yeah. Ask Mark, do you think Alan Armstrong is under pressure at Darlow? Um, I think Alan Armstrong will put himself under pressure. Um, they they were in a good position in the playoffs, um, or to get in the playoffs, and, and that sort of slipped away with some poor results recently. Um, they did lose Mark Beck as well, though. Yeah, the thing with Dalton is yeah. that, that it's happened recently. In recent years, where they've had Luke Charman did the same when he was fit and firing. Um, who else has gone? There's been sort of three or four have gone. Uh, Kevin DeSantos went. Um, so they do have um, that. They've had big offers for players, and, and you know they've, they've lost them. But I think Alan's a great manager, and he's a great bloke. And, and I think at the moment he's the best person for Darlington. Whether that means a rebuild again next season in the National League North. Um, if they get in the playoffs, by the way, I think they'll um I think they'll be a threat. If Jack Lambert's back fit, Jack's a great player. Um mm. someone I think that's certainly playing the National League. Um so yeah, I, I he will be under pressure, but it'll be pressure he'll put on himself. So 
Uh, do you think Spenny Morton getting into the playoffs is is it a case of like a, a few connotations to happen for them to get there? Yeah, I mean it, it would be the, the <laughs> it would be the biggest of shocks. Um, I'm going to get the league table up just so I can get the stats right. But they are, <laughs> and they are, like it, Spenny Morton well, he has scored a few goals since he's went. Yes, yeah. But the Glenn, problem is that the, the, the three points adrift and they've got a minus one goal difference. Uh-huh. Now they would have to win, and I think they'd have to be Gloucester would get beat. Um, I'm saying that there's three games left, isn't there? Yeah. Um, ignore what I've just said. Just ignore everything. Go on and run the ship. <laughs> um, you know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if they were able to get in there because Glenn Taylor's really hit form. So they've got goals, didn't he, in a game uh, last yeah. week? So no. they've got Banbury away, and then they've got Fosley at home. Now they're not bad fixtures. They're going to need six points, I think, um, and I wouldn't be shocked if they got them. It's just then what happens with. Um, other clubs. Blackett's done really well. Took took a bit of time to get settled in, um, but he is starting to find the net on a regular basis now. Um, it's quite. A, I mean, for me, it's probably one of the better partnerships in the division with yeah. him and Glenn Taylor. Um, even though you know yeah. one of them probably have to drop off at times, but um, no, I think uh, I think Paul's flourishing or starting to flourish there. Certainly, because uh, stories, but I've said it uh, most of the season we'd survive, but I did have my doubts at times. Um, um, if I jump in, yeah. my biggest doubt was Aldershot at home, and it was an early kickoff. I think it was a half twelve kickoff. Mm-hmm. Was it three nil or two nil? I think it was three. Yeah, I could be wrong. Was three nil? Yeah, that's right. And I came away from that game thinking it was a pretty flat performance. There wasn't a lot of the energy you expect. The pressing wasn't quite there, and I didn't think Aldershot were any great shakes as well. By the way. Um, and I just remember coming away from that game. I think I went straight to Dunstan for a game there, and and sort of talking to a few people at Dunstan and just think saying it's going to be an uphill battle, like a real uphill battle, second half of the season. But again, I go back to what I said at the start. Since that day, losing four or five games is, is an incredible run of form. It's it's actually it, it's kind of title winning form, really. Um, if if not playoffs in this division at the minute, but. Um, I think the, the big thing now is for the, the you know the thoughts will turn to the summer pretty quickly once the, the trophy final's done and it's it's getting lads tied down for next season, making sure the spine of the side stays together and and the recruitment's right this summer. I know for a fact there'll be football league and Premier League clubs will approach Gateshead mm-hmm. with a view to taking promising players on loan because you look at what they've done for Phil Marshall, you look at what they've done for um for a number of players in the last few years on loan. Yeah. Um, as well, he came as uh, to us as an unknown, unknown quantity, and now uh, I seen today there was a um, a, a post about the best uh, best eleven of under twenty threes players in the national league and contest in there. You know, so he, he's he's being noticed a lot by everybody. Uh, he's only twenty, and uh, I think if he isn't in the football league, I think he could even be um, you know pushing for trying to get in the squad at Middlesbrough. Um, but he's still developing, very good player. You're not on first name terms with them now, Dave. Oh. <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned that once or twice in the commentary. I noticed. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. We like, like, like to keep ourselves entertained uh, during yes, this. Um, <laughs> no, I think you look at, at Ethan Pye as well. I mean, he's been exceptional yeah. this season. You could argue make a good case from being player of the season. I, I, I'll, I'll let a little super up. I vote for him for his player of the season. So well, I went. I don't mind saying I went for for Robbie Tinkler. I think he's been been exceptional, um, but you know I do think Gateshead will be seen as a club that will be a suitable option to be a, you know for for loan players to head to now from good you know strong clubs at the top end of the uh, Premier League and, and in AFL. So you know that route will be be looked at again. There'll be players released by clubs that will have seen what, for example, Owen Bailey's done since since he's come in. He's you know he's become a key player, even though. He's been sort of rotated recently. We still know he's going to be a key player and will be massive in the remainder of the season. So I think what what Busted and, and, and Mike deserve credit for and Louis Story and, and Chris Bell and, and Rob Elliott is that they've made Gateshead an attractive option for, for players that maybe wouldn't have looked at them before. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can, it's more about what Gateshead can do for their careers. That's for, for, many years, for many years, when a player dropped out of the academy or... From Newcastle, they would always look to 
moved down the country to stay in full-time football. Yeah. Now that option is there at at a, at a good level, national level. So it, it you know, it, it's just amazing and long may it continue. Um, Ken Webb says, but where's Mickey uh, tonight? He's at the ladies' game at 4 and be the world winning 3-0. We haven't had an update. Mask is 1-1 at the moment. Is that good enough for them to stay up? Uh, no, not quite. All right, so hopefully that in. I think it's good enough for Morbeth to be confirmed in that division, though. All right. Um, yeah. Can I ask a question of you two guys? And I'm happy to take yes. opinions. In, in terms of um, looking at what Mike and, and Ian have done since they took over in the aftermath of the takeover, and I think we said it the other night, Davey, that you know, playoffs in the first season, second season was obviously cut mm-hmm. short. Um, third season promotion, FA Cup first round this season, um, you know, stayed up, FA Trophy final, FA Cup first round. Where would you rank them in terms of the best management team you two have seen in terms of what they've done at, at the club? I think for me, when you put it in the context of the budget as well, because the team that um, Gary Mills had was you know, a good team, had uh, good wages. Um, it wasn't uh, you know, a, a, of the, the standard of budget of what we've got now. And I think the way they've done it with, I'd say for me, they're probably the best, best I've seen. Uh, maybe even the best in the club's history for yeah. for what they what they've had to deal with and what they've achieved. Trying trying to think if there's anyone better in your race, you know, when you look back, you know, in our, our recent and history and in, um, in Mills. Yeah, Mills was great, but as I say, if you put her, you know, next to it, obviously two different sides, two different scenarios. But I think with what there is and what we've managed to do with majority of the team being Northeast players and the culture they've they've they've, they've made at Gateshead, I think to me. Because if, if I go through the history of managers that have been good, Ian Boogie, of course, was great. But let's let's be honest, he had a good budget and some great yes, players. Yep. Uh, not not to say that the players we've got now aren't great, yep. but it was under different you know different scenarios I, to what it is now, where we had a money man in Graham Wood that was the the late great Sorry, I didn't mean to Sorry, the late, late great Tony Lee kept us on up on <laughs> the late great Tony Lee uh, kept us on a, on a shoot. Absolutely, I was getting players in from left, right, and centre. I remember they, they reduced like fifty six players one season, but kept us up. Um, he did remarkably well for you know for for for, for virtually yeah. having no money. Um, but I think down as well as a big one. Um, but I'd say that the current the current uh, crop of management and the coaches of are the best. Best, best we've had, especially in my lifetime, if not the club's history, I would say. Yeah. My other question, Dave, was going to be more of an instruction as the first drinks on you at Wembley, by the way. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Other clubs will look at the manager, do Yeah, but right, I'll quickly go through these because uh, I've got some messages that have come in. Uh, Taylor Howie has put, I went for Campbell. Uh, it's built to turn it on. It's something special, and I, I, I think I said it on, and on commentary. I think he'll be a main man at Wembley. Um, he went for Kenton Richardson, says Mason Ford. Can't argue with that. He's been fantastic. How do you vote for Player of the Season? If you go on the um, uh, Gated Soul website and on uh, their social media, there'll be links to that. You've got to do it through your Google account to vote, so there can only be one vote for each player. Um, Darren Walden has put uh, one second. Tie them down to lifetime contracts. Well, you know, you've got to say that they've. Well, we know they've had offers to go to other clubs. They're very happy in what they're doing at the club, and hopefully, as I say, you can only say you hope that continues. And the, the mentality of both the, the the two main men and the, the people they've brought in to work with them is that the job isn't over. It's a process so that you know it, it's it's hopefully you know this is only just a little step on the, the ladder of what they want to achieve and you know I look at what we what we've done so far we've this season as well let's not forget we had Kent Richardson called up to the England C squad there's another achievement another feather in the club's cap because yes we've, we've had it before but not with this this crop of players and that's another fantastic achievement that the club's been recognised in that way yeah absolutely agree I agree um, I think there will be clubs will come looking um, because of what what's been achieved, 
possibly more so, or even more so, if the you know Wembley goes the way we all want it to. So, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting period. But uh, I think I, mean, I think Mark, you sorry, that's all right. I think we've got a delay on your end. It's all right. You you talk, Davy. <laughs> Sorry, I do have a delay. My internet's starting to go a little bit. Um, I was just saying, Mark, I, I think Mark tweeted out midweek. He said, look, look at the season you've had. You got to the FA Cup first round. We were unlucky against uh, Stevenage in the end. Wembley final and we've stayed in the division. I mean, you know, what, what more do you want? Yeah. Well, we want, we want free drinks at Wembley. That's what we want. Right. On that note, uh, Colin Dilbo's put a massive fan of Gary Mills, but in my opinion, Williamson is the best manager we've ever had. Well, we'll, see, we'll leave on that positive note and hopefully they can continue what they've been doing all season and do us proud on Saturday down at Woking. Uh, so just uh, Mark, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Davey, as Thanks, ever. Mark. Yeah. Pleasure. And uh, as I say, we'll, we'll see you next time. And also, I'm going to change Pete Graves' name on the uh, poster. <laughs>